Morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike Luby Lubitz. Happy to be with you here on NoFilter.net. Should begin in song today, should we not, Mike Luby Lubitz? This should be a day of sporting celebration. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I get change for my hundred back. <laughs> Prices today a little bit exorbitant. Uh, but then again, I started going to ball games when a scorecard was 10 cents and a pencil was free. Gave you a little golf pencil there. Right? Always uh, the point broke off before you had a chance to even get out of the second inning. It was pretty incredible. But, uh, yeah, it should be a day of celebration, should it not? We have four. And I love this situation. Uh, and now I guess it's going to occur not only possibly over the next three days, but then right again, you come right back with uh, four baggers in terms of uh, daily baseball games as you get to the second round uh, of the playoffs. Yeah. So the addition of the wild card, it created a lot of uh, extra excitement around Major League Baseball. I, I think it accomplished the purpose that, that I have been uh, campaigning for forever in all sport. And that is, uh, and, and, you know, hopefully the NBA will continue to find uh, ways to make this happen. Major League Baseball really did it. They added significance to every game of a 162-game regular season. Because yep. you have to fight to the end to uh, try and have the better record. Uh, even if you're an established division winner, so that you will avoid that first round of the playoffs, which is no longer a one-game proposition. That was uh, very, very uh, much bordering on trepidation in terms of uh, whether or not the right thing was going to happen there. Because anything can happen in one day in baseball. But uh, now two out of three, and yet the team that had the better record ends up, uh, or is in the better seeding uh, position, ends up having the home field advantage for all three games, potentially. How do you feel about that, Louis? Uh, I mean, it's odd. I don't know what else you can do. I'm kind of glad because it just continues to add even more significance to what otherwise would be meaningless late season, regular season ballgames. Well, that's the thing is, and we mocked Bob Costas for years ago, hating the Marlins. Hated for him. For being the first wildcard team to win a World Series. I thought but he was going to blow his brains out in a booth when he mentioned the wildcard. <laughs> and, and the free well, agency and the money the Marlins spent, $50 million on a championship team. It was a little annoying. I, I can't lie. Like there should be differentiation between winning a division and just getting in. Like you, sh the re the regular season should carry some weight, and it sort of had lost a little bit of its zest. This made the regular season more interesting at all the way to the end. Like I, I literally went down to the second to last day with the Marlins, yeah. and also winning a division really carries more weight. And I think that's good. Like yeah, you want upsets, but you also want to be rewarded for playing well in the regular season. And I think this new system does that. Yeah. And even a game, uh, you know, the last weekend uh, for some teams, uh, there were like five positions to be determined in yep. the postseason, uh, the last weekend of the regular season, where otherwise uh, that, that could have been, uh, you know, something that uh, would have been beyond coma inducing having to play exactly. those games and play out the string. But uh, so I, I awakened this morning, Libby, I don't know about you. I, I don't know if you're as big a baseball fan as I am, but uh, you know, cause you, you grew up uh, generation X there to. and uh, you know, other games. I mean, you, you would rather uh, immerse yourself in NBA off season minutia. <laughs> <laughs> Where, and, and by the way, uh, did you see that the Portland trailblazers as part of the drew holiday deal to the Celtics also acquired the rights to Diana Taurasi. That's <laughs> part of that um, whole business of getting rid of Damian Lillard and sticking it up the ass of Pat Riley in the Miami Heat. So the Joe Cronin guy, no uh, relation, I'm assuming, to Joe Cronin, the former commissioner of the American League, uh, which was centuries ago. Hey, when was Joe the commissioner? 
long time ago, people. But, uh, you know, he's trying to justify the fact that, uh, you know, the heat soccer was uh, was garbage. But uh, you would rather immerse yourself totally in uh, off-season uh, NBA uh, minutia. Uh, you, you are like uh, almost a, a thin version of Brian Windhorst in that regard. <laughs> Have another cheeseburger, Brian. <laughs> That's wrong. Fat shame of Brian Windhorst. We like Windhorst. He's all right. He was a lot, actually. Came on our show a couple of times when we were selling his book. No, we had him on. This was after, like, we, we, we just ripped him to shreds, so, you know, for, uh, did anybody make a better living? I, I don't know that anybody cashed more off the uh, coach strings of LeBron James than one Brian Windhorst of ESPN. No, no way. He wrote books. He became a fixture on ESPN only because of that. Yeah. Imagine Pedro Gomez, may he rest in peace, yes. uh, the reporter, ha- had to follow Barry Bonds around, a bitter, cynical a uh, person who, uh, you know, was so full of juice, he didn't even know his own level of hatred when it came to the reporting that was taking place. And he's got to go to every ball game there. Even Hank Aaron wouldn't go and acknowledge that Barry Bonds was going to break the record. But we often talk about it. Uh, they had that shot of Hank giving the uh, tribute. And then when they pulled back the cameras, there were two guys with ski masks on and machine guns being held to his head. And he said, I'd like to congratulate the great Barry Bonds on breaking my record. I was really happy he did that. Sure, Hank. <laughs> He's so bitter. <laughs> just, just crazy stuff. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, so you, you would rather be involved in it, I, I think, than uh, you know, talking about uh, the Major League Baseball players. But, but I woke up with, with a wave of enthusiasm. And I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be a great day in sports. And then I popped on CBS Sportsline, and I'm looking at the headlines, and I, I was greeted with with a sea of negativity, the likes of which uh, I, I didn't even want to be a sports fan anymore. Started with the Seahawks corner, latest to rip Daniel Jones. And you're thinking, who isn't ripping Daniel Jones right now? <laughs> that's easy. Yeah. That's like Did you see the red face of Brian Dayball? He looked like he, he was, uh, you know, absolutely ensconced, just bitten by any number of, uh, you know, uh, poisonous insects as his face blew up like a basketball. <laughs> and he went running after Daniel Jones. $160 million so far. Worth of uh, nothing. Yep. They, they would have been better off literally signing Brian Hoyer in the offseason right now than having Daniel Jones. Uh, now, now in Jones' defense, Giants' offensive line, uh, the Jets were supposed to have this horrible offensive line. It was suspect whether Rodgers was going to work out because he was going to be uh, in Ben Gazzara mode running for his life. Yep. Uh, Giants' offensive line wasn't much. It's not better. Last night. I mean, uh, hardly reminded you of the Hawks. <laughs> where John Riggins, who ran like a nine four forty, uh, would just find like a gaping hole, as if he was going against uh, the uh, Tony Sperano Red Sea defense on virtually every snap, right up the middle, no problem whatsoever. So, uh, who is it ripping this guy? Uh, Dayball gets right in his face and starts screaming at him after that uh, pick that he threw. Well, one of two picks, and uh, then he also lost a, a fumble as he was scrambling around. And uh, that almost was taken back for a score. Eventually did lead to a, a very short drive for a touchdown, six, seven yards. And the Seahawks completely decimate the uh, New York Giants last night and, and make you think, how could you fall so quickly? And now, they didn't have Barkley in the game. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, I'm not sure what to make of them. Uh, Pete Carroll, does uh, people think Pete Carroll's just a party guy? Uh, I mean, uh, is it time to consider that maybe this guy can coach a little bit? Oh, I mean, for a while, years, people have thought he was a good coach. It just the way the ending of Russell Wilson happened sort of got confusing. They fell off a little bit. They turned to Geno Smith, of all people, and that seemed freaking weird. Right now, he's been sort of 
uh, adjudicated on that because Geno Smith turned into uh, the guy we thought he was coming out of West Virginia, the guy that we hadn't seen in the league, especially in his Jets days. But Carroll is one of the better coaches. He's going to, you would presume he's a Hall of Fame caliber coach. He has a Super Bowl, should have two. If his offensive coordinator wasn't a freaking moron. You thought he should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch there. Same, three straight plays. <laughs> it was second down, and you're on the one. The guy was a battering ram. He looked like Larry Zonka in his prime. And uh, he throws that ball. Now, that, that was still like, like an incredible interception, though. That, uh, it was a great him. play, but it should yeah. never have happened. <laughs> he should never have the opportunity no. to make that play. Anyway, uh, so, I mean, Dayball, literally, if, if you had waved a, a raw steak <laughs> in front of one of Michael Vick's pit bulls, <laughs> it would not have attacked more, more I mean, uh, vociferously than, than Dayball did Daniel Jones last night. So do we really need to dump on this guy? I mean, uh, you know, any further? I don't think so. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what happens. They, they come and face uh, the Dolphins here in Miami. Uh, next week, and uh, you would have to think uh, laying the nine and a half looks uh, pretty good right so. now, it, even if it's a big point spread. Uh, then uh, second headline, ex-NFL player calls Wilson garbage. This is Zach Wilson of the Jets. Uh, how much more of a pounding does this kid need to take? Uh, <laughs> Joe Willie even threw the wig off his head and said, you know what, I might have been wrong about this. Now, uh, you were saying and, and saying earlier this morning, Luby, that Chris Collinsworth uh, in his uh, excessive hyperbole what was talking about Zach Wilson having a game uh, like he was a second coming to Joe Montana. <laughs> and, you know, everybody, it's kind of interesting because uh, this whole business about the back shoulder throw, isn't it usually a bad pass that a guy makes yes. a great catch on? Usually, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's necessarily, you know, always by design by the quarterback. It's something that like Jimmy Garoppolo gets away with. He gets away with a lot of slop, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, th these were good throws. They were on target. His guy was able to make the catch. Zach Wilson, I thought, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to turn out to be uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I didn't necessarily vote him into the Hall of Fame last night, but uh, even Joe Willie turned back on his comments and said, you know what? I didn't really want to kiss Susie Culver either. <laughs> I was just saying she looked good that night. Uh, he's even, uh, you know, rescinded his comments and said that, uh, you know what, that, that was a good game. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Rodney Harrison of uh, NBC, well, I, I don't know. I mean, is he always this uh, negative? He, he's got uh, uh, Jones uh, on, on the postgame show. Jones, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's pressing him about how horrible Zach Wilson is. And uh, your guy doesn't want to say anything. You know, I mean, it's a player talking about another player. He doesn't feel like saying the guy was garbage. And he wasn't in, in this ball game. No, he and, played, uh, that's the funny thing is it was finally a game where he played okay. Even yeah. I was like, off of him. <laughs> like, he played better. <laughs> like, he did. Yeah, Chris Jones is, is, you know, trying to shrug this off. Almost like, you know, the, the second and third time that they asked Donald Trump, um, hey, Donnie, did you do any of this stuff? <laughs> He's like, well, that's a witch hunt. Uh, so, so he's trying to dodge this question. And then uh, Harrison says, uh, what, you had to conclude that this dude is garbage <laughs> from watching him on film before the game. How much more? I mean, uh, you know, why, why don't we just, uh, you know, uh, take the guy out and they shoot him yeah, exactly. at this stage? They shoot horses, don't they? So that's number two. That, that's the number two headline on a day where you should be hanging bunting outside your house right now and getting ready for that first pitch. Sitting yeah. down there with a cold one and, uh, you know, a scorecard and getting ready to keep score at home, which how many people really do that, Luby? All right. Uh, then they go into how Xander uh, uh, Shoffley was pissed off that uh, the uh, PGA was going to make him allow Netflix into the 
golf, the PGA, American teams, Ryder Cup locker room. Okay. What goes on in there, man? Were they going to see like Ricky Fowler jerking off to a picture of a nude girl? I mean, what were they going to see that the uh, golfers, they don't do anything. They don't have personalities, nothing. It's a pleasure to see some of the new breed out there that want to actually like laughing and high-fiving once in a while. Brooks Kepka looks like he hates life, doesn't he? When, when he's uh, walking around the course. A hundred percent. You would think if there's any place where we need to see the curtain peeled back to know that there actually is life is a freaking PGA locker room. Like, what, 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 what goes on in there? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the Shoffley, uh, you know, to turn to uh, Patrick Cantley and say, um, uh, what do you think about these Sanzibel slacks? Exactly. <laughs> there's nothing happening. It's a golf locker room. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. Uh, there's, I mean, there might be some finger pointing. That's possible. But uh, I mean, if they peel back the curtain on that, they did that in the uh, series Breakpoint, Netflix. It was excellent. Gave you a nice uh, behind-the-scenes look. And you would have to think it was carefully edited. I mean, uh, a lot like Hard Knocks is, where there were certain things that they were not going to show. I mean, but they practically had, like, Taylor Fritz and Morgan Riddle having sex together. It was great. There you go. <laughs> what, what could you possibly unveil in a golf locker room? That uh, And it's not even a locker room. It's a clubhouse, for God's sake. No, we're at the clubhouse here. Exactly. They're making mint juleps. <laughs> Eating the pimento and cheese uh, sandwich there or whatever after playing in the Masters. I, I don't know how upset you could be about that. Uh, 76ers expect Harden to make situation painful. There's news. Thank you. <laughs> he hates everybody. James he hasn't Harden. already done that. <laughs> what headlines are Managers firing and uh, Santa report uh, that uh, we also had uh, Russ Francis uh, pass away. Uh, in a plane crash, Russ Francis, great tight end for the uh, Patriots and also the 49ers. And uh, what was with some guy that was like an aviator, uh, you know, it wasn't like he was flying with Howard Hughes in some experimental plane. I mean, uh, and I, I, they had mechanical problems. So, uh, you know, that, that was an unfortunate story. But all negative, Luby. What do you think? Is that the state of sports talk today? That if you're not negative, it isn't going to fly? But on a website? There's like so much going on right now. Like the NFL, college football, the major league baseball playoffs, basketball, hockey are almost here. Like, I don't like all those headlines were weird. (laughs) Those are your headlines uh, for today. All right. Here's the proposition. Uh, We've been following the Marlins all year long because we were uh, based out of South Florida here. Uh, We've been uh, Marlin fans uh, for 30 years now. Uh, It's been uh, a 30 years that uh, you would have to say, I don't even know a suspect is a strong enough word. I mean, this is only their fourth time in the playoffs. Uh, they made it the COVID year of the 60-game uh, season, and that was considered to be somewhat of a fluke. Uh, you only had to win like 30 ball games to get in there, and they did. I think they might have been 32 and 28, something along those yes. lines. Uh, the two times that they made it previously, uh, 97 and 2003, they won the World Series. And so everybody's thinking, can that happen again? And uh, they are 50 to 1, along with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, to win the World Series. You would have to think that they're in, I mean, beyond a prohibitive position. Obviously, they barely qualified, number one, while the uh, Braves were were dancing in the streets there since July. Uh, They don't have uh, the kind of illustrious players that you have on some of the other rosters, including the Philadelphia Phillies, who feature last year's uh, MVP Bryce Harper. We've often asked a question, and this is a delicacy here in South Florida, that uh, people, I, I think, are overpaying badly for. Right? What, what do you think? The, yes. The stone crab, which is a unique delicacy in South Florida here. You have Joe's Stone Crab. It's one of the most fabled restaurants. They now have one in Las Vegas. 
I don't know about shipping this stuff, but uh, if you get them fresh, they're very good. Yes. But I, I think highly overrated. I, I would rather have like a main lobster tail any day than, than a bunch of stone crabs. You end up with shells in your teeth there. You got to go to the <laughs> dentist here. There, there is no amount of flossing that can take a, a you know, a stone crab shell out of, uh, you know, that little space there between your teeth that you should have had taken care of years ago when you had dental insurance at work. Uh, or Bryce Harper, who got like $300 zillion at a time when that was a lot of money in Major League Baseball to, um, you know, essentially hit like 259 that first year, I think. Yep. But uh, we've come to the conclusion that it is the stone crab that is more overrated after uh, Harper's produced some solid numbers and uh, powered the Phillies into the World Series last year. Yep. Comes back from Tommy John surgery. He's not throwing the uh, splitter anymore, but uh, can still hit. And uh, prohibitive uh, favorites over the Miami Marlins. Uh, what's it going to take for the Marlins uh, to, to get inspired enough to uh, win this series? What, what do you think? I mean, they've really been decimated. The pitching staff is uh, in total disarray. Uh, they, they don't even have three bona fide starters to go right now. Uh, the bullpen has been overworked all season long, been doing a great job. Uh, Schumacher, the manager, and uh, you know Kim Eng should be candidates and maybe even winners of, uh, you know, manager and uh, executive of the year. Kim Eng, the general manager there, only female in that capacity in Major League North Baseball American or sports. what? Any sport for that matter. North right? American sports, yeah. Brilliant job this year. Uh, after uh, what we thought, uh, eh, you know what, uh, maybe they had a question whether they made the right decision there. Uh, I I'm thinking they bring in Panama Lewis. What do you think? To the uh, <laughs> clubhouse today, the former boxing trainer. And uh, he, he just uh, gives every one of them uh, a little bit out of that, uh, something to drink. Uh, drink it, I said, out of the bottle that he mixed in the corner there for Aaron Pryor in that great fight against Alexis Arguello many, many years ago when uh, it didn't even come under suspicion at the time. That, uh, perhaps, I mean, uh, all of a sudden, Aaron Pryor's got the biggest heart on you've ever seen. <laughs> As he goes out to fight round 13. I mean, uh, even Arguello with the jab, he couldn't get around that thing. And uh, whatever was in that bottle had to be sensational. So... Uh, do you think 50 to one is worth a shot? Would you take a swing at that? Mike Luby Lewitz. To win it all. No, I look, I can see them, I guess, getting past the Phillies. I just, when you look at their lineup and the rotation, it just like in 2003 to 1997, they actually had studs. They just took them some time to get together. This team is not that they literally limped into the playoffs. Uh, 50 to one. It's not, it's not the worst. Like it's, uh, long enough odds where it would make sense to take a flyer, but yeah, I just don't see them gaining all the way to a World Series level winning. Oh, this is beyond Man of La Mancha. There's no <laughs> shot. They come into this postseason uh, look, looking worse than Chuck Wepner did when he came out for the 15th <laughs> round against Ali in that classic Rocky-inspiring fight in Cleveland, Ohio. I, I can't see them winning at all. It, no, it's, uh, you know, and the odds makers apparently, I don't know that that's tempting enough. You would have to get like uh, a million to one, would you not? to uh, go ahead and bet the Marlins to win it's it all. 100. So uh, mark this down. We're here October 3rd. Uh, at, at the time uh, we're doing this performance, it's 10.02 on the East Coast. Yes. As the Marlins go on and win the championship. <laughs> we both were wrong. We'll come on sometime in late November and say, I told you so. <laughs> Nofilter.net. I told you so. All right, let me, uh, that's it for today. Negative headlines all over. Enjoy the day of baseball. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I always uh, love this. I mean, if you're a couch potato, this is the day to uh, go ahead and just put butter and sour cream all over yourself and uh, have a day of celebration instead of uh, diving into and indulging in all this negativity. 
By the way, what did you think real quickly? Jimmy Butler's uh, new look. <laughs> there was a guy with a magnet that almost destroyed uh, Heat Media Days. He came out there with like all kinds of face piercings. Uh, it was as wild as seeing Mike Tyson when he first had the face tattoo. And you thought, wow, how drunk were you, Mike? <laughs> Who was going to say that to Tyson, though? Nobody at the time. How drunk were you, Mike? No. Maybe Jim Gray. <laughs> and then we finally would have seen the action that we had been looking for for years where Tyson just throws a right hook and that's it. <laughs> Jim Gray goes off into uh, that sports casting booth in the sky and says, hey, did you ever bet on baseball, Pete? Did you ever bet on baseball? <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Next edition of the Morning Briefing for Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. Uh, enjoy the baseball games, and uh, we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Morning Briefing.